Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People, Cool Things. Today's guest is Aaron Smith, founder of Escaping the Odds and U-Turn Transportation. Aaron grew up in public housing on the south side of Chicago, got involved in a heroin drug operation, produced up to $15,000 a day. He was later indicted and spent nearly a decade in prison, but he still had that entrepreneurial spirit within him, although he went from selling dope to chasing dreams. And when he got out, he started the Escaping the Odds podcast, started networking, building up those relationships. His podcast and his business gives opportunities to formerly incarcerated people, letting them show off all of the cool things they are doing within the entrepreneurial and business worlds. Lots of great people that he's highlighting. And as we'll talk about, podcasting a fantastic way to network and to meet new people that you maybe wouldn't have talked to otherwise. So there's lots of good stuff right within this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with good people, cool things, reach out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast. You can always send an email, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. And if you want to support the show, pick up a copy of Kind But Kind of Weird, short stories on life's relationships, or grab some merch at the merch shop. Aaron's also got some great merch at Escaping the Odds. So why not get a combination, good people, cool things, Escaping the Odds merch, get a nice little hat to mix with a sweater. I mean, ugh, life is too good. Just like this conversation with Aaron. To kick it off, for people who don't know who you are, can you go yeah. to your name and your elevator pitch, but also yep. the type of elevator that we're riding on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, say the, you say the kind of elevator we're riding on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? My whole life, man, I've been taking the elevator, man, a shortcut, right? So I, I've learned to take the stairs now, you know what I mean? <laughs> and just, just try to walk it out. But I'm uh, Aaron Smith, of course, uh, the uh, founder of Escaping the Oz Media. Uh, where we interviewed a formerly incarcerated, but like now super dope, successful entrepreneurs. Uh, been in it for like my third season, over 60 stories told. And that idea came from my own incarceration. I uh, did almost a decade in federal prison up until 2019 for a drug crime. And so I've always been an entrepreneur and I wanted to blend a passion of, you know, entrepreneur, media. And so Escaping Eyes Media was birth. And here we go. Love it. Love it. Now, like you said, you spent nearly a decade in jail. I know there are podcasts like Ear Hustle is the one yeah. that I think is, is probably the most well known that yep. kind of give a you know a peek in be in, in between or there are two people that are incarcerated and yeah. try and shine a light on some of the things that you probably wouldn't expect. So based on your experience, what's something that people wouldn't expect about being incarcerated? Uh, the in some situations, at least for myself, the uh the sense of peace that a person can get like um, again, depending on the, the place where you're you're located, of course, it can it can run the spectrum. It could be super dangerous. It could be super laid back. Uh, the place I was located was kind of like in the middle. You can kind of do your time and um, not really have like the distractions, of course, of the world. Um, so you can get a lot more done. I've done a lot more reading than I do now. I read the newspaper every day. So I would say that's probably one of the things that people probably would not expect that you can you can get a lot done. You know, you have a lot of a lot of idle time. You can kind of make it work for you. And that's what I did. While you were 
incarcerated, you kind of had a mindset shift of, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I like the way you phrase it from selling dope to chasing dreams. Yeah. So sure. Was was there like a specific moment where you're like, okay, I got to change this or did it just kind of build up over time? I, I, I believe it built up over time. It was, a, it was a culminating different things that happened. Um, really it was prior to my incarceration. Luckily I was on bond for a couple of years. So I really had that mindset shift while I was on bond facing potentially a life sentence. And uh, so once I went to prison, it's like my mind was already made up, uh, but you still you have to walk it out. Okay, now I'm in this place that I have to make my quote unquote home for almost a decade. And so I was like, okay, since I, I've been to a, been a college before, I always, like I know how to maneuver in the collegiate environment. So I had to make that my new college, you know? And so that's what I did. Um, and I just, I just made the best of the situation and just knew that I wanted to be better opposed to being bitter upon my release. What was the first thing you did when you got out? Uh, the first thing I did was uh, kind of tripped out. I, I was given a, what they call a furlough. I was in Minneapolis um, and the federal city, so they send you anywhere. So I was in Minneapolis for the length of time, almost a decade. And so when I got out, I went to, um, I had like a six hour layover just to kind of, before I went to the halfway house, which is like another form of incarceration. I had to stay there for six months where there's a lot more freedom. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm walking around downtown Minneapolis. And I'm like, you know, I want to give you something to eat. So I went to like a rooftop uh, bar. I wanted, I wanted to drink some beer, but I know I couldn't, you know what I mean? Cause I <laughs> probably go back to prison, but I had, um, I think I ordered me like some, some hot wings and, um, yeah, I think I tipped the lady like twenty bucks. I just <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling really good. Like I wanted to make somebody day, so I gave her twenty bucks. Like, oh wow, you know, thank you. I was like, yeah, appreciate it, you know. So yeah, so that was one of the first things I did. I think I went shopping for like a new pair of shoes or something on that furlough, and just really just taking it all in. You know, it was all new to me. Just the smallest of things, um, like hearing dogs barking or like uh, women chattering. Just the smallest things that a person made overlook that's in a free world and so it was all new to me and hopefully it wasn't in the middle of winter it was more no it was I, actually, it, okay. it, it, it was in it was in the summertime okay perfect <laughs> it, 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 it was perfect it was uh like august okay nice, yeah, nice. so it, it, it was really really warm outside so i had a, I had, a I had a good time for what it was worth nice nice yeah because yeah. i, I I mean, you know, we are both Chicago boys, so yeah. I, you, you actually in the city, me and Skokie. I can, I, I tell yeah. people Chicago if they're not from Chicago, and then I'm like, I'm Chicago adjacent. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> grew up. Yeah. Um, so we know, we know those winners, man. Right, for sure. <laughs> they for are. Sure. Hey, hey, it's nothing like a, mini, a Minneapolis winner, though. Like you think Chicago is tough, like Minnesota. That's a whole nother level. Even worse. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I guess, yeah, because you got all those lakes, right? Throughout. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 10,000 of them, right? <laughs> oh. Someday, someday we'll visit them all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now, you touched on escaping the odds. You're in your third season with it now. Yep. It's people who were incarcerated, but now kicking butt with entrepreneur uh, business, you know, living it up, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Was this something that you. Had always, like, did this kind of start while you were incarcerated? Was this something that you always wanted to do? Had you had an interest in podcasts or how did that kind nah. of get started? No, actually, as, as I look back on my life, I've always been like, had this affinity for like entertainment, media. I went to school at Columbia College. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that school. Mm-hmm. So Columbia in Chicago. So um, I went to school for business management, but a concentration in like music business and media arts. And so 
it's crazy how life has a way to kind of full circle. So now I'm back in this whole media space. But while I was um, away, I, mind you, I never knew what a podcast was. I read about it because I would read the Entrepreneur Inc. magazine, Wired, stuff like that. So I kept myself abreast of what was going on. And I just seen that it was a, a medium that didn't really cause for a lot of money to get started up. And so I'm like, wow, you know what? Um, I think I'm going to start a, a podcast. And I didn't call it Escaping Oz. I can't think of the name um, that I came up with. But the idea was like I wanted to change the narrative of what people thought of someone who was formerly incarcerated because I met so many dope guys that were locked up. They were like brilliant business minds, whether they were like formerly Wall Street, kind of Ponzi schemers type things, or they just kind of ran afoul of the law, or they were like someone like me who were aspiring to be entrepreneurs, but we were selling the wrong product, so we had to switch hustles. But we still had that mindset, that business mindset that was in us. We just maybe didn't have the access um, to kind of legitimize, you know, a, a product or service. And so I wanted to make sure that society knew about these men and women and that we weren't just locked up away, just kind of, doing dead time, so to speak. And so this is my way to, to do that, to change the narrative. But then also, too, like to build on my own social capital because I had no professional network when I left prison. And I knew this would be a good way also, like to meet new people and also kind of carve out my own niche by also staying true to like my love for entrepreneurship, but then also wanting to um, wanting to give back to um, like prison reform. Yeah, and I think you touched on a an important point for anyone that wants to get into podcasting is that it doesn't cost a lot to get started. Right. And I, I mean, I have a, I wouldn't even say it's that fancy of a microphone, but I, I'll see people being like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get this $399 mic yeah, with no idea that. of what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, like you can, you can get started for a lot less. Absolutely. And also like, make sure you enjoy it too. This podcast is not for everyone. I like to think it's accessible to everyone, but some people you know, they try it and they're like, "Nope, that's not for me." Yeah, uh, and you don't want to you don't want to throw away like hundreds of dollars on equipment. Absolutely, it's just going to collect dust. So, for you said a, a good part of this is building up your network there. So, have people been reaching out to you to to become guests? Are you you know finding them? Is it kind of a mix of both? Yeah, it's a mix of both. Um, initially, of course, you know, I was reaching out to people, um, and and most people that they, they were pretty receptive coming on. Uh, but now it's like it's, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, and it's, it's kind of easy, like, to find people, you know. For me, I just kind of go on Instagram and maybe I have a knack for it. But um, I just kind of cold call or just reach out just, like, blindly and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. And most people really like the concept because it's, it's a really niche and that's not too many people. I'm probably, like, one of the only people that's actually in this space, thankfully, that's doing this. So I'm kind of trailblazing it. Um at least the entrepreneur part, formerly incarcerated. And so a lot of people are like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And they go to the website, they, they see you, you, you're legit. And I got, you know, a few episodes under my belt. And so um, they're like, okay, cool, let's give it a shot. And so there's also opening up other opportunities for me as well. And so that was a, I knew that that would come as well, you know, just being able to um, allow for the podcast to parlay into other business opportunities. And that's what's happening. Nice. What are some of those other opportunities? Uh, well, one thing is the trucking, the trucking company. Uh, I was already working for a freight broker here in the Chicago area. And so um, I decided just to kind of open my own trucking company. And I'm one of the people that's working with me is formerly incarcerated. And so the name of the company is U-Turn Transport. 
and pretty much just being able to kind of give guys like myself with a background the opportunity to kind of eventually have their own equipment, truck, or cargo van to kind of do their own thing. Because uh, a lot of men and women that's incarcerated, they actually want to they want to pursue a, a career in trucking because it's it could be pretty lucrative, you know. Um, doesn't really require a lot to start up, and you can kind of make money right away. And so, um, yeah, so that's one of the things that I'm doing, and uh, I've been able to partner with a company called Stretch Finance, uh, which provides online banking for formerly incarcerated and people that's like just as involved. And so I'm creating content uh, for them as well, and that came directly because my podcast. So opportunities like that. There's a couple other things that I'm working on that I got to kind of keep under wraps, but uh, it's going to be super, super dope. And um, yeah, so pretty much they all derive from escaping the odds in one way or another, speaking engagements, you name it. So it's pretty cool. Well, good stuff all around. And from a, from a guest perspective, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think it's always fascinating to meet new people. That's why I like doing a podcast. There's been, I've said this before on this podcast, but there's been times we're going into a recording. I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know. Like I'm feeling a little you know, groggy or whatever. Just kind of like, ah, I don't know. But then I always come out feeling so much more energized. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, my head's like all over the place now. I love it. Uh, so who's someone that you've interviewed where they started a business that you were kind of like, huh, I didn't know that could be a business, but they're they're thriving in it. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Let me think. Um, yeah, there's a gentleman in Texas. Um, he has a company. It's like called like a crypto, like pretty much like a crypto machine. And based in, I think, Dallas, Texas, or maybe even Austin, Texas, where it's like people can kind of go inside of this, um, like a chamber, if you will. And it's like, like sculpting or, um, Trying to think of the name of it, man. It's 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 crypto. It's pretty much it, it takes your temperature down like to like negative or something. And a lot of people use it to burn fat. Now maybe I'm saying a name wrong. It's been a while since he's been on the podcast, but it was pretty unique. He has like a bus set up where you kind of go in there, and it's like you're in this like almost like a tanning bed, but like less than two minutes or so. And it, it was pretty lucrative. Like people pay couple hundred dollars to land this bed for a couple minutes. So I'm like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like you start doing the numbers. I'm like, wow, this is going to be pretty, pretty lucrative. And a lot of people are doing it. And I'm like, okay, cool. You got something here. And so I would have never, ever, ever in a million years thought about something like that. And so those are some of the unique ideas that um that's kind of came across the podcast. And he thought of that idea while he was incarcerated. And I believe the story was like he's seen the guys like, you know, sports athletes or athletes, they kind of sit in this bucket of ice you know, to like heal or whatever. I've never done it before. I can't see myself doing it. <laughs> but but I, I believe that's what he said it came from. He was in a TV room in prison just kind of watching it. And like, oh, wow, that's a unique concept. And he looked it up, and it was something that was um, that people were doing. And so he started his business, and it's been pretty pretty successful for him. Nice. Yeah, I think I – I wish I could think of the name of it. I'm sorry. It's, it's – Crypto it's it's uh, cryotherapy, I think, right? There you go. Yeah. That, that's what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking cryptocurrency, right? Cryotherapy. That, I mean, maybe exactly that's the that's the new business is you're you're getting <laughs> yeah. like educated about crypto while you're doing cryotherapy. Right there, you go. Right, yeah. We're reading a book around crypto. Love- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a quick read though, because that yeah, right, yeah. It's definitely gonna be a quick one. more than two minutes. I'm just like nope. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never tried it either, but I think I learned about it kind of the same way of just seeing. Yeah. I think it was like one of the 
you know, things LeBron spends a million dollars on his body yeah, a year great. and like part you of it is right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because he, he mentioned that. Yes, yeah, so that's why. Yeah, cryotherapy. That's the name of. But I mean, yeah, just an awesome job of recognizing something. It's like, hey, people are doing this, but people aren't doing it here where I live. Let's exactly. let's start it up. I love that. Yeah, and and I believe like his company is like one of the only few like that's a mobile kind Ooh, of a nice. model in the Dallas Dallas Austin area, or at least in Texas, I believe. Yeah, so pretty cool. Shout out to him. Can't think of his name right now, but. Probably we can we can find the episode and link to it. <laughs> I'm sure, absolutely, yeah. Good stuff. So you have you turn transportation? Yeah. Is there something that's surprised you about running a business? Um, I wouldn't say surprised me. Yeah, maybe slightly. Just like managing people. <laughs> you know, I, I did it in my former life and on the streets or whatever. But that's kind of different. But um, yeah, just like people are. You have to really be explicit, you know, breaking things down with people. And it's like you and they tend to have selective am- amnesia, you know what I mean, <laughs> on certain things. So uh, you find yourself repeating. So just kind of managing people and just kind of like the expectations that you may have for someone um, may not pan out the way you think it may be um, just because they have their own agenda, or whatever that may be. So that was that was somewhat surprising, I would say. Have you found any, obviously, I know the past couple of years has made remote work even more common uh, oh, yeah. than it was before. And I love it. Obviously, like we were talking beforehand, you're based in Chicago. You're, yeah. You had a driver that was just going through Laredo, Texas. Yeah. I, yeah. And as, as we were talking about, Texas is a very big state. So yeah. even just driving between the two, I think my parents have made that drive actually while they've come to visit me and it took them a few days because uh, they yeah. were, you know, they're not trying to knock out a 25 hour drive in one day who is you can't right. it's longer than who a day. Does that, right? <laughs> so have you found i uh, whether it's like a, a you know an online tool or, or software or whatever that has made that easier or is it kind of just like a, a trial and error like you're saying like sometimes people might not work out uh the way you thought or you know there's there's bumps in the road along the way um have you found yeah. like you know a tool that's helped to make that easier or is it just kind of come down to people connections too. Yeah, there's people connections. Uh, but I, I would say like initially when I first started my, the first season of my podcast, well, at least half of it, it was pre-pandemic. I started in 19, December 19. And so I had a full season where all of like my podcasts were um, in person. And I would get, I would, people would ask me like, hey, you know, can I come on your podcast? I'm like, oh, well, you know, mainly just kind of doing people in Chicago. If you get to Chicago, I can, you know, because everything was in person and then the pandemic hit. And so now I'm like, oh, well, I have to switch up. I had to pivot a little bit. And so I was allowed to kind of open up my, um, my, my audience too and also my guests because now I was able to use StreamYard, which is similar to, to, to podcast. It was like kind of like a Zoom and it was really user friendly. And I'm, I did my whole season two uh, virtually. And so the remote work that really, really kind of worked out for me. And just even not even just with the with the podcast, but just like my everyday life, like meetings and um, just opportunities, just meeting people and connecting. Uh, most of the people that I like do some kind of business with or even just uh, mainly business. I, I've never met before a person uh, like face to face. It's all it's all Zoom. And so. I think that that's one of the uh, the, the positives that, that can kind of come out of 
the whole pandemic, just the opportunity. You don't have to be face to face with anyone anymore. So, yeah, and I think too. I mean, I've I've noticed I I'm like more lenient with people now too. Like in mm. I, I, we've had some podcast episodes where someone's like you know babysitting their kids or yeah uh, you know they're just, they're just like right off screen yelling or or in one case they were walking around in high heels. And I was yeah. like, you know what? That's life. Like, you can't, right. I can't, I can't fault someone for taking care of their kids. Like, that's, um, but yeah, it's to your point, it's been amazing. Like, the types of people that I've been able to interact with because of tools like StreamYard, yeah, like yeah. Squadcast. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, all that, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, Zoom, the OG of them all. I know some people have the Zoom fatigue, but I'm like, hey, that's allowed me to meet a lot of people that I wouldn't have otherwise. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I give credit and to Zoom. <laughs> like business opportunities as well. I'm working on something where it's it's strictly like Zoom, and it's it's dealing with like presentations and that business model like wouldn't not have existed maybe three years ago where people are paying you know exorbitant amount of money for an hour presentation. You know, yeah. And so that came out of you know the pandemic. Um, yeah. So it has this. It's negatives and positives, you know, and so um, I think I think we I think we here to stay with that. I think society is, is, you know, some people are zoomed out, but I think most people are looking at it like you, you can still be productive and you can you can trust your employees or people you're working with to kind of get things done and um, still have a, a productive um, work experience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're not. I mean, some people crave the in person, but. I think I think most of us have realized. Like, wait a minute, yeah. No, I, I, I meet people now. Like, hey, you want to meet? You want to? I'm like, well, you know, if you want to do Zoom, we can do Zoom. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, if you're down the street, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, right, if I, yeah, I got to drive 30 minutes, ugh, right? Yeah, exactly. Quick, right. <laughs> quick Zoom call. <laughs> now, I want to yeah. hop back to uh, something you said earlier. How you were reaching out to people on Instagram, and I yeah. think Instagram has been. I would say for just about every business, like a pretty important part of people's um, marketing efforts and, and just kind of like connecting with new people. So you mentioned you've got a nice little knack for cold reaching out. Are there other Instagram tips that you have that would be helpful for, for anyone listening? Yeah. Um, I would say this takes a lot of work and <laughs> it's pretty tedious. However, I, I found it to work and I wish to be honest, I wish I can do a lot more with it again it's so tedious and takes time but the, the the value of it is priceless right let's say let's take a state escaping the odds right say i'm following someone who has like a huge following in my space related to business uh maybe even like prison reform or something of that nature you find someone that's like similar and you will um not only like what the owner of that page it's posting or whatever, but like he may have or she may have like 500 comments below, right? And so just take the time to comment on the commenters stuff, right? Mm. And not just like, hey, that's a cool, right? But like really think it out, think think about it. Um, and people like that. People like to, to like, oh, wow, this person, you know, they really took the time out to respond you know, to what I was saying, because most people, they probably won't, you know, out of all those comments that most people aren't commenting on each other's comments. And um, I think that's a pretty good way 
to to kind of gain new people to kind of follow you. They were like, oh, wow, who is this person that left this really thoughtful comment? More than just a like or a love button, right? You may get it with that as well. Um, but when you leave a thoughtful comment, people say, oh, they check you out. Now they start following you. So they're like, oh, okay, well, I want to see what this person is up to. And you already know that they're, um, they're in the same, they're in a, into the same things that you're producing anyway. And so it's easy for them to follow you. Just takes a whole lot of time to do it. That's it. <laughs> You know what I mean? To kind of go through that. If you did that every day, that's a full-time job alone, but you could probably really grow your um, grow your user base that way. Yeah, I know I, a friend of mine has at least, I'd say at least three or four I like virtual assistants that'll help out with that. Really? And I feel like I can almost yeah. tell now like, which one of them is responding. I don't know them individually. Yeah. Uh, I just know my friend, but I'm like, oh, that's the one that like, uses a lot of emojis and like that one always uses way too yeah. many exclamation points but yeah, it's, yeah. it's i i totally agree like you if someone even comments on my post that's just like a hundred like a hundred yeah. emoji i'm just like okay well, i don't know how yeah. to respond to that but exactly. yeah when you take the time to to actually craft something thoughtful like that's yeah a, you'll get you'll get it back tenfold for sure you, you definitely would just gonna take a long time <laughs> You know what I mean? to, to go through all that, but it, I, I think it's worth it. And I wish I had more time, or at least can kind of come up with a a strategy to kind of to to be more to kind of do that more often than I do. But it works. Yeah. Maybe maybe in like twenty twenty five, the technology will advance enough. You can right. just think a comment. Exactly. Some kind of AI. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll create something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be on board. You got me as a right, customer right. today. <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah for someone that's just getting started we've we've I feel like you're dropping lots of good knowledge throughout this but someone that's just getting started let's say they have an idea but they don't really know what to do next what would be your top tip they don't know what to do but they got something they just haven't got started yet i would say it sounds cliche but it's like you just have to do it just got to jump out there and just kind of get your feet wet with it but i guess a little bit more concrete um advice with that is like i would maybe find people that's doing similar work and kind of seeing how they're, how they're doing it and um, maybe emulate some of it, right? What they're doing um, and gain inspiration from those people. It'll be a great kind of great way, not only to get inspiration, but get like the, the knowledge that you may need, you know, cause you can leverage their experience. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right, Aaron, you're almost off the hook here. We always like to wrap up with a top three. That's all good. Enjoying myself. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> now, for our top three here, we we kind of touched on this a little bit with I think the the something about prison that you wouldn't expect. But since you've built these great businesses in giving people that were formerly incarcerated another chance to thrive, yeah. What are three stereotypes that we should stop thinking about incarcerated people? Oh wow! Um, I probably go on and on with this one. <laughs> I would say number one is that, like, we're we're going back, right? Um, that we don't have what it takes um, to be successful, for sure. Because uh, people were, I would, when I first came home from prison, um, I guess I don't have a certain look of someone that did time, or whatever, right? <laughs> If they're looking for a whole bunch of tattoos or whatever, right? I don't know. But I was like, oh, wow, you know what? I never thought, you know, I would never think that you were incarcerated. I was like, well, it's like, I know a hundred more guys just like me with the same mindset, you know, as mine. Um, so I would say um, just not like judging a book by its cover. I know that sound again, like kind of normal or cliche-ish, but 
um, definitely those those few things like to, to kind of, just kind of really get to know a person and look into like like the context of what they went to prison for or incarcerated for um, because you you'd be surprised like I was I was in a job interview I never forget um, and for some reason I was talking about like. Maybe I gave up too much information that I was pretty transparent. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think I told the lady like how much time I had a gap in my employment. So she's like, Okay, what were you doing? And I was like, Well, you know, I was in concentrate, right? And maybe I didn't say it that way, I said it a little bit more professional. But <laughs> he was like, Oh wow, like like what do you do? Like like you had like it must have been something serious. I'm like, No, you know, I, it was drugs, you know what I mean? Federal drug crime, you know, they give you a life sentence for a lot of, a lot of this stuff. And so I think that's something that people can um, like one of the misconceptions, if you will, um, or, or, or stereotypes. If you spent a lot of time incarcerated, you know, it must have been for something like heinous or whatever, right? Or two, another thing, right? This is kind of like not business related, but I would get this often and it's kind of crazy, but, um, because you spent a lot of time incarcerated, like maybe they may think like, um, like homosexuality or something like that, like that runs rampant in the prison system. And it actually doesn't, you know what I mean? Um, it's, you know, and no, no shade against sexual orientation or whatever, right? But um, I think inside it's still like taboo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like how it was like maybe in the 80s and 90s, um, stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I think that's one of the misconceptions as well is that the person that's incarcerated, they've probably been involved in some kind of a, you know, uh, yeah, so that's not that's not true. Yeah, I think that's I, I do feel like that's still a, a common stereotype, you know, though is like don't drop the soap. I Yeah, yeah, that. stuff like that. Yeah, it's like I drop soap all the time, like it's all right, yeah. All right, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And so yeah, yeah, so I would say those those couple of things, a few things it's like kind of really kind of stereotypes people can kind of get away from. And you'd be surprised, like we were some of like the hardest working people because we have like this grit and resilience and like we really want to get back to life and kind of get things and kind of catch up with time as well and so we've been like on the shelf for so long and so we really anticipate our release for for a lot of us um and not not all you know some people are going to go in and out and some people are going to be one and done like myself and some people you need a couple chances to get it right but but nevertheless like you got some really really cool great people uh some of my best friends are Men and I met while I was incarcerated, and we'd be lifelong friends, I hope. Nice, nice. We're doing great stuff out there. If people want to learn more about you, want to check out Escaping the Odds, where can they find you? Um, EscapingTheOdds.com. Uh, uh, you can drop me a message there. I'm on Instagram, Escaping the Odds Media, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Aaron Smith. Uh, yes, yeah, so just reach out to me, uh, speaking engagement, um, podcast producing. Um, yeah, just just reach out to us, make something happen. Um, podcast guests, whatever. So just check out check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple. Um, yeah. So thank you all. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for taking the time to chat. This is great. Absolutely, man. I love it, man. I like what you're doing, man. Uh, great at what you do, man. Oh, so hats you. off to you on that. Thank you. Likewise, likewise. And yeah, of course, yeah. we got to end with a corner joke, as we all always right. do. What do construction workers do when they're out partying? Get hammered. Oh, I like that. I like that. I was going to say they raised the roof, but I like okay. it hammered too. A little, little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good afternoon today, people. <laughs>
Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you're a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 